0: Welcome back to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I'm your host, Coco, aka Katrina Smart. Every episode, I'll be having real conversations with the people who inspire me. We go deep and we go there. And I've got my girls with me. This podcast is co hosted by two of my friends who I happen to also work with. Cleo is a kick ass producer and a problem solver, and Pilar is an insane director and social media manager. Health has been like a big topic of discussion between our group, and whether it be health or dieting, losing weight, maintaining weight, not gaining a ton of weight, just with our lack of movement, eating habits, finding comfort in food, being around snacks too much. (laughs) (laughs) All the snacks. And then also like being kind to ourselves and not wanting to constantly be like in, I don't know, what do you call it? Like intense mode where you're like focusing on your meal plan and being super restrictive,
3: restrictive.
0: yeah, Yeah. Um, because this is a global pandemic. It's just, I think the problem with it has been that it has been for so long. Like, if we did this bad boy for a month, um, then it would be a different story. But we've been in this for a year, almost a year now. It's a year, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're almost at our what are, the my favorite meme I saw recently. What are you wearing to the <laughs> anniversary of the fourteen day? Flatten the curve, the curve party.
3: Oh my god. You guys remember that when we're like, in two weeks we'll be out of this. Go The
4: flatten the curve was something we heard a hundred times a week. Yes, we just gotta
0: flatten the curve, guys. Still haven't flattened that curve, but
4: one year later, here we are sitting during a stay-at-home order from when we were in lockdown a year ago. Hmm.
3: Glad we're back here again. Imagine what that does to the brain and body. And and the body, guys, yeah. like the body, that that was rough. And I feel like that first beginning part of the lockdown, when when we really were super scared and didn't know anything, I personally turned right to food because it was the only thing that, would bring me any kind of joy and like all the food, like no, no qualms about it. I was eating pasta every day, pizza, anything because it was scary and I was sad. And I was like, Oh, this is the only answer. And that also came at a,
0: at a price of uh 20, 20 plus pounds. Well, how has that changed your mindset? Um, like how's your mindset changed from the first lockdown and in relation to food and dieting?
3: Hmm. I think, okay, so there's a couple things because I was having a lot of trouble trying to get my food and my eating under control. And one thing I forgot about myself as a person is that I have to be accountable. If I'm accountable to something or someone, that's, it's just my MO. I'm more successful at the things that I'm doing. I've always tried to practice kindness with myself as in general, but I just got to a point where I just wasn't feeling like sexy or beautiful in any way. And you can't feel sexy or beautiful. You can't get that attention from other people right right now or during the pandemic. So I also was like, okay, well, I'm responsible for making myself feel this way. So now my perspective has changed a little bit because I've also done the same diet that you've done and I've learned some things about it. So I think I understand just better now how to be more mindful of my eating habits and then also understand that there's no right way of doing
0: this. Like there's no right way <laughs> of, of dieting and staying healthy in a pandemic.
3: No. Yes. There's literally no way because also like I can be pretty balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. So when those things happen, I'm. I just try to remind myself, like, cool, whatever. I ate a pizza yesterday. It is what it is. Let's wake up and today's a new day. And let's just try again. because like, not
0: turn that pizza into, like, six weeks of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Extra it, large pizza. Exactly. Cheese. Double
3: cheese. <laughs> like Exactly. I'm like, cool, it was a pizza. It's fine. Like, yeah. get your ass up. Go for a walk.
0: Well, that's the thing that I'm finding right now is that. I, so the diet that Cleo is mentioning speaking about was um it's called the metabol- metabolic balance.
3: Yes, metabolic balance. Diet. Um
0: and we it's uh, it's kind of like a cleanse but with food because I don't believe in cleanses without food. Um and we we both went on it. Um, it's a 16 day kind of cleanse, gets your body kind of realigned. You eat to your blood type. They take all these blood tests. And, anyways, we went on this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to, Cleo's going to do a blog post about it to talk mm-hmm. about it. This is not a promo piece, but it's something that we did that we really liked. We hated it at the beginning, but it made us give it, gave us so much more energy and really gave us mm-hmm. clarity. And one of the great things about it was it reminded us after eating bad for. Well, well, eating indulgently. Indulgently. I'm watching my words here. Um, eating indulgen- <laughs> yeah. indulgently for a long time, it reminded us how much food we actually need to eat to be alive <laughs> um, and be sa- satiated, but that helps you function properly so that, you know, you're not being bloated and your stomach hurting and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really great program, I think, that we found for both of us. It's the maintenance <laughs> that can be a little bit tricky, but... Um, but what I think I found is not only eating healthy, it's the, the excitement that comes with working out and eating and having your life in this really great balance between the two, you know, like your body gives you back so much love when it's in movement and you're eating healthy and all the things are kind of aligning. And what I'm having a hard time with now is that I liked going to the gym. Like, even though I'm a shy person, I do like the energy you get in a, on a gym floor. 100%. Um, whether it be in a class or just be with a trainer or be with a bunch of friends working out. Mm-hmm. That cannot be replaced by Zoom. It cannot be replaced by um, going into an IG, IGTV workout. Like, bless those workouts. And yes, I will do them. But, I, you know, I'm I, they're asking for 20 crunches. I'm doing 10. <laughs>
3: like, <you know. laughs> See, but the accountability piece matters like yeah. and it's totally different when you're there with other people or you're training with the trainer, because like when you're competitive like us, like I ought to do better push-ups than you yeah. or whatever it is, you know that there's no replacing that.
0: We're finding tools, like we all now share our activity on our watches, mm-hmm. Pilar, you got to join us, that makes you accountable for just closing your rings in the day. I mean, that's like basic stuff, which is awesome. But at least we have this conversation now going where we want, we're accountable to each other and we want to make sure that we're moving the sun's out a little more. So it makes you want exactly. to actually go outside for a walk. And I mean, for me, the Peloton has been a great, that's one great thing. This is also not a Peloton ad, but that has been a great thing because it's it the energy of the teachers. Mm-hmm. And it's a bike. Maybe the floor stuff just doesn't work for me. I don't know.
4: It's like finding a combination, too, I find for the workouts. Like in the pandemic, I've had different phases for different people that I work out with. Right. And I'll like I'll I'll follow like Sammy Clark, for example, on Instagram, who was doing a lot of collaboration workouts with different like bathing suit and like fitness lines and i really liked her stuff and then now i've kind of moved into more of a pilates wave mm-hmm. and that's doing it for me right now and then in the summer we'll get back to like our hit workouts all mm-hmm. together oh outside. my god
3: i miss her outdoor
0: workouts even though i'm grumpy with doing them but i think trying new things is yeah a good thing because yeah i did a little bit of pilates i like that too it's like but i i find i work the best when i have a routine you know, the
3: routine 100% is it. like right now I'm training five or six days a week. And by the way, everyone in workout land, I hate working out. I like hate it. I hate it. I'm not a person who wakes up. It's like, I'm so excited to go to the gym. I fucking hate the gym. But what I love is how I feel. And my energy level is through the roof right now. Like I took one day off this week because I was hungover and I didn't train and I, I didn't feel bad about it. I was like, it is what it is. But I picked up the extra day. And I'm still going to do my extra days doing it. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't that painful to get back to this, you know, as it is when you take a week and a half off or whatever. And that is improving my mood vastly.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing you forget when you're in the loop of kind of unhealthy yeah. behavior. You forget, you you almost rebuke anything healthy because you're it's you don't even want to think about it. But once you start on like the health tip, how much better you need and how much less of the stuff that is not good for you, you need.
4: It's so true. It's like the further you get away from it, like the healthy routine, mm-hmm. the more you want to stray away.
2: Yeah.
4: And then the closer it went, like we said, it's literally an addiction when you have that balance of like working out, eating well and balanced, still having things that you like in moderation. You just feel better. You feel sharper. Like I noticed too, even... Late night eating, like that's something that I have a serious problem with. Like when we work late and we're just like mm-hmm. going at it, yeah. getting shit done
3: because the blink of the day is done,
4: literally. And then you don't eat dinner till like nine thirty, and then you're like, "Hey, well, I'm gonna watch my show. I want like popcorn yeah. and Jube Jube." Yeah. And then I'm like, "Oh my god, I like ate the whole bag." And then in the morning, I'm like, "Ugh." And I find when I don't do that, like when I cut myself off, and I'm like, "Lemon water is my dessert." Like, let's go. I feel sharper. Like I don't feel as groggy in the morning. It's it's proven. Yeah, like it's, it's true.
0: Even, it's even having a couple of drinks too. Like oh yeah. I, like I love I love, love to all of it. the drinks. Don't but, we all? But it's, it's fireable. You know? <laughs> it's the next morning where you're just like I don't want to do that. Yes,
3: the M price workout. you have to pay for it yeah. when you're like, okay, fine. Like it deters you during the week. At least me for during the week where I'm like, okay the price I have to pay for those two drinks that I didn't even get drunk from, by the way, exactly. like I'll just leave it and wait till the weekend when, or whatever day it is that we're, you know, I'm going to do the thing. So I'm finding right now what like one of my difficulties is, is, um, and with any diet, like you kind of reach a point where you're like, mm. <laughs> like, it's very sometimes hard to continue, but also I want to find a way to like, you know, make it sustainable in the long term. And I think what I've taken from, we I call it Jane's diet, but her name's Jane, by the way. But what I've taken from what she has taught us is that I can be more of a utilitarian eater, meaning I can eat the same things day in and day out and thank God I can cook because it makes it better. And I think I can take that moving forward. I just don't think I can do the whole thing long term, you know, because what's required of you is it's strict. Okay, like, let's just be honest, it's strict. So what my question is, like, how do I cycle out of that while maintaining the integrity of the things that I've been taught and not like going off the rails again? Mm-hmm.
0: But even learning about portion size and mm-hmm. you know, relearning those things, which which is not a bad thing. They aren't bad things. Um, I think being in this space where we're not able to do a lot of stuff, food becomes that only joy in the day or that only thing to look forward For real. to. Hmm. Um, and so getting back into the idea that, you know, food is more utility, like to get you through mm-hmm. is hard. It's, it's just hard in this, in this time. And I hate always saying how hard it is, but I also appreciate the fact that it's okay to acknowledge that. And everybody needs to acknowledge, like, I, I, a lot of people, they're like, well, I'm healthy and I have a home. And, but it's okay sometimes to just let it out. Just be like, this sucks balls. Yeah. Big ones, like
3: big fucking cojones because it's trash. And I agree with you. Like, there's no point in pretending that it doesn't suck. So at this point, I'm just like, yeah, it blows. And let's just carry on. And sometimes the food part is what for me, when things are so shitty, when I'm like, can you make me something to eat Coco? And then you get excited and I get excited. I'm like, oh, and I don't care. And And it's nice now because when that happens... Or like when you ask for it or when you take the time to like have those special moments, there's no, I like for me, I feel no guilt around it. And I know that like you love to do it and I love to eat it.
4: <laughs> Great. But I feel like that goes hand in hand with our mental health being so connected mm-hmm. with physical health and what we reach for. Like, What do you find your biggest mood triggers are for grabbing that junk food or like
3: ordering in
4: when you know you have like chicken and salmon in the fridge that you mm-hmm. could make?
3: Mine's for sure. If I'm like, if I'm tired or if I've worked a lot that day and I'm like, especially if I've had to use my mind. So if I've had to like exercise my mind a lot and the things that I'm doing are like the bandwidth has been high by the time it comes to that. I'm like, I don't I don't want to do anything like just give me something to make me happy and I need to zombie on my couch. That's when I want it.
0: Yeah. For me, it's probably been two things um, and they both are around stress. So like Mm -hmm. losing a client. (laughs) (laughs) or losing a pit like there's a lot of loss that's happened in the pandemic and knowing that we have staff and we have to keep up like we have to pay everybody and you know you want to and keep everybody's morale high so that's one and then like family stuff so Mm. stress from like people are fighting more a harlow even though she's there all the time like when she has to go stay with her dad everything's so much more emotional what about you p
4: That's the same with me too, like stress, high anxiety. And I feel like staying within the four walls of my condo. Like I'm a busy body. I go eight places in one day. Like I barely sleep at my place, if that, you know? So being confined to that and just the fact that the real world isn't opened up is affecting everyone's emotions and what we're used to. We used to live a fast life, ladies. I miss it.
0: I that's miss the thing. it thing so When much. I started wearing my watch again and seeing, like, before I would walk 10,000 steps, no Easy. problem in a Dust day. It. Not have anything to do with the workout either. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I'm trying to, desperately to get to that goal, even with a workout. And I'm still like, whoa, we're at 4,000 steps? Like, I don't know. That's but, the thing. That's hard. I used to, like... Plug in my AirPods,
3: put on my audiobook, and walk to the office, and then walk all the way home from the office, and that, and then never mind the rest of it, you know, like 10, 15, 20,000 steps a day. And that, like, change from being always active to sedentary. And then what I find, I don't know, it's different because you're an introvert, Polar's not, but what's happened to me is because I spend so much time inside my house, it's almost similar to what happens to Jimmy, where, like, I'm spending so much time inside that I almost am like, well, I don't wanna do anything now. Like, I don't, I'm not like making an effort to find ways to do other things. I'm just like, I'll just stay here. It's fine. And then I won't
0: leave my house for four days. And that is almost like it like brings on a depression. Yeah. Like that. And you're not a depressed person. So that's, that's the thing also is that it's putting people who are usually pretty up, bring them really down. And I've seen a lot of that on Instagram this week where people have been saying, you know, it's been a really hard week. I know it's probably been a really hard week for you guys, too. And I'm like, I look I'm like what happened? Like, did like, did something was there a major event? And it's like, no, It was just, just of the same.
3: Yeah. More of the Groundhog's Day.
2: Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Let's talk about alcohol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How has your relationship with alcohol changed? Um, Are you drinking more? Are you drinking less? Do you reach for it more?
4: Um, I think through the pandemic in the very beginning, I was actually the one who wasn't drinking. Like I was like, no, I don't want to drink like I'm home all the time. And before it was like, I drank a lot because we'd go out like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, go to dinner, get wine for the table, go out on a Saturday, have a pre, do all of these things. It was very activity related. So for the first six months, it wasn't much alcohol. Like I'd drink wine maybe on the weekend with my roommate. That's where we were at. Then in the summer, that definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Once the weather was great, like we, we Canadians are very weather dependent. Yeah. Cleo's concierge literally just said <laughs> that to us. <laughs> um, but it's so true. In the summer, we were drinking every other day because the weather, we were celebrating it. We were outside. We were doing all the things. And now I feel like I'm back into that like more healthy relationship with just having wine on like a, an odd Thursday, Friday, sometimes saturday like one to two times a week depending on what's going on but i think the level of like zooms and that has reduced Mm -hmm. just because like you said i'd rather just not really do it like people are like come join the zoom or like let's do a group facetime and like sometimes i'm like yeah for sure but i feel like your mood changes throughout the day like in the morning you're like yeah i'm so down by six seven you're like fuck that i'm watching my show i don't want to see you've already been on
3: 15 zooms
4: (laughs) yeah so it's been like a varying relationship definitely different from before where we would use alcohol as like a leverage point when we would do things now we're kind of drinking at home and drinking more at home than we ever have well
0: that that is the weird thing i used to when you you'll notice it in television I used to watch shows and I didn't understand the concept of coming home and pouring yourself like a whiskey or Mm -hmm. a glass of wine. Because I don't know, just I I found that inefficient. It wasn't like, okay, on the weekend or when you're celebrating with friends, that used to be my mentality around drinking. But now (laughs) um, I I, I had to catch myself to force it to only be on the weekends because I was finding it became something to do. Yeah. Like we're going to cook our like healthy dinner, but do you want a glass of wine? Like I've been, yes, I do. Like I've been like looking at my partner and my kids' face all day. Would you, like let's amp this up a little, you know? <laughs> you know? Let's change it a little. Like you might make me a little happier, and I, I alcohol makes me happy. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make rt. Me, like a lot of people make them like super sour. Oh my god! Too. No, you're the funnest person. <laughs> it makes me giggle, and and so I I loved that, and then I was like, wow, now we're drinking three days a week Mm -hmm. and then I'm okay we gotta we have to rein this bad boy in because I feel like you could walk out of this with a lot of addictions it's true 100 percent. oh my gosh oh my sweet god and
3: like finding fulfillment in other areas that you never would have turned to Uh, that's the thing that you never otherwise would have done I've like fully oscillated between like the first like two three months of the pandemic I drink drink every day full transparency no problem, and I also don't regret it It's whatever I needed to do. We're we're standing here. Right. To like get through that period in time. But I also have like a lot of addictions in my family. So I'm, I'm hyper aware, particularly alcoholism. And even though I don't believe for one second I was anywhere near that space, I like it's still something that always lingers in the back of my mind. So I try to be really cognizant of my consumption. Now it's definitely way more on track, especially after I've been working out and trying to be more mindful of it. And also because, um, alcohol. So one of the things that you learn when you start to kind of keep track of your weight and the things that you're doing, um, so salt and alcohol are two things that make me hold my weight. Um, so I am very strategic about when I drink alcohol or when I weigh in, which is a whole other like thing, but I'm mindful of it. And so because of that, I think I try to keep it, I don't want to say to a minimum cause I'll drink a bottle of tequila if I want, but <laughs> But I try to be mindful of it. And now I think it's like way on a way better course. Like I'm definitely I say I get drunk like twice a month, like whatever it is and have the I don't even have wine in my house anymore. None of it. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Just, just you stay over there. And I keep alcohol in hand that I don't like to drink. So. <laughs> for if ever I have a guest or something like, do you want some gin? I will never drink. Oh, that gin will be in my cupboard until the end yes, of time. Please. Gross. I'm like hallucinogenic rum. Anyone? I have Ew. some. <laughs> it's so gross. It's disgusting, but people love it. Um, What do you guys think is going to happen when Toronto opens back up and we have restaurants back open? Do you think that's going to impact your diet slash eating?
0: I think at first I would be like, no, because <laughs> now everything's open we're back on track and then I think about my lovely partner and as soon as restaurants open he's gonna have a reservation for every night of the fucking week facts on facts every night for so for like it's that weird thing where it's like I was always like I just need more time I need more time to be able to like cook my food and be organized and get that that workout in every day and now we have the time and I'm like I just need everything to be open again so I can have more structure. <laughs> it's
3: always
4: You're something. literally preaching, though. <laughs> like, that is everyone's mindset. I felt that.
0: I remember be like, I just wish we didn't have so many events in a week because I want to drink and you know, or I want to eat what's at the event because it's so delicious. And you know, I just wish we didn't have so many events. Now I'm like,
3: oh, no, we want <laughs> events. <has more laughs> events, but that's because we're operating. And this is why it's like so unfair. Because what happens, I think, is inside of your head, you're like, oh, like we're always like, complaining. We it's we never get it right. Except the problem is we're always operating in extremes. And I don't just mean us. I mean the world I'm doing like a circle like society with my fingers, but we're always operating in extremes. And when you're operating in extremes, everything you do is from like a reactionary perspective. So yeah, like right now we do want things to open so that we can get back to some semblance of something, because everything we're doing right now is like a bare reaction to the life that we're in and like the, the other challenges that we didn't anticipate as like the ripple effect of this pandemic.
0: Yeah, I think mo- <laughs> yeah, that's like the point. Most importantly, people need to remember and understand that we are in a pandemic and to be kind to yourself. So whatever it takes to get you through, mm-hmm. like not meth, but <laughs> whatever it takes to get you through that doesn't put you into a, an addiction, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you got to do that. What do you feel like is your best
3: advice for anybody who's struggling at home for a balanced diet, or just struggling in general? Like,
0: yeah, maybe give. It, we can give it from our different perspectives. Like, Polar, what would you give to a single person living with a roommate?
4: For me, I've literally never cooked more in my life restaurants for me opening back up is going to be a different scene. Like I'm worried for my weight and my bank account because I used to go out like all the time for dinner and it was an excuse to like be social and catch up with this person and see that person. So for me, doing groceries on Sunday has been major, just organizing my life for the week. And I'll write in my notes like, what I want for dinner, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then typically order in on like the weekend. So that has been a big saving grace. I think taking it day by day, we've heard this, but actually taking it day by day mm-hmm. is something that you just all need to remember because at the end of the day, shit happens. Even when you are at home 24 seven, things are thrown at you as we know during the day. And you're like, wait, how am I going to do this? That that, like. It's fine if you don't get that workout in that day. Like we said, make up for it tomorrow or text your friend and be like, listen, I couldn't work out today. Work out with me tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Like me and my girlfriend from Ottawa, we'd be like FaceTime me when you're up at 7 a.m. and make sure I get my ass out of bed. And it's like little things like that. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I swear to God, if you don't call me at seven, like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'll repeat call you. <laughs> And we'll do this. I'll say vice versa. Like when I'm having an off day and that's the only way that we can kind of keep things exciting. So we hold ourselves accountable to reaching those goals.
0: And you, a single person living alone.
3: I mean, I would say in terms of your food, definitely take it day by day, like Polar said, but I actually take it literally day by day. Like I pull out my one, I portion my meat, and I pull out my one portion of meat for lunch, my one portion of meat for supper. And I keep my breakfast really simple. And that has made it way easier. I buy a toaster oven. Chia pudding. Yo, <laughs> get you a toaster oven. That them shits was the best $40 I ever spent off Kijiji because I can just slap my your meat in there. And if you season your food properly, friends, wash your meat, season it, it's ready in like. 15, 18 minutes max if it's like a big piece of something. So that's helped because I just use that. I steam my vegetables or I give them a quick saute and I'm good. And then my other piece of advice is definitely the accountability thing, but find a friend, ask your friends to care for you. And it's not necessarily about food always, but food is easy for me because I love it. And it took me also having to ask my friends to be like, can can you make me a snack? (laughs) Because especially the ones who love it, and then you get like the love exchange from the thing and then you get something that's totally different. You got that person to like get the fuck out of their house so that they could like bring you something or whatever it is. Like leverage those opportunities with the people around you where you can. Because for me, it made a big difference.
4: Coco's like our
3: cooking queen. Oh my God.
0: I love doing it too. So it makes me happy. Especially because my kid basically throws it back in my face. And, <laughs> but Jimmy gets excited. if, But he's very discerning. He, he doesn't like everything. So it's <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> nice to get that love. Um, my advice would be, and we did a blog post about this, it's like the tiny habits, these these mm. very, very small changes that you make that um, making one small habit consistently then turns into a couple and then turns into, mm. it could be a full lifestyle change. So I used to be the kind of person who's like, 30 day challenge. Let's go. You know? <laughs> and I'd be like, I have to run like a hundred kilometers this month. And, and then I'd injure myself and mm. then I'd be done for like four months. And I, I just, I'm so extreme. So I just, I, I've been reading about it, these tiny habits you can make. And then I just started implementing them. It started with, before I like touch the floor out of my bed, I have a big glass of water, so I keep it beside my bed. And then I know I'm so, like, I'm starting the day hydrated. And then from there it was skipping and I was, I was doing these skips. Of course, I went a little extreme because it was a thousand skips a day and I hurt myself a little bit, but even just the act of like doing a 10 minute workout, rather than saying that I had to do like a two hour workout in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that, that made me start to sweat. And then I'm like, well, I could do a little more. I could stretch a little bit. And then that got my body moving. I think having accountability partners is great, but one of the things I always have to remind myself because- my partner is not on the same schedule as me. So I used to be like, if he's not getting up to work out, then I'm not getting it to work out. So also know that you don't always need to depend on other people mm-hmm. to get your movement in the day or your healthy eating. That it's super important to remind you that, like, you have to put your emergency mask on first, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> you got that. <them. laughs> Secure your own mask before securing anyone else's. Oh, I miss that. So
0: just, the, I, I, no, I, miss, I miss the flight attendant or, or, or what do they call? Is a flight attendant? Yeah. yeah. Like the flight attendant telling me to buckle my seatbelt. <laughs> I miss right. you, lady. Unless you miss you, gentlemen.
4: We'll listen to that soundbite on loop. <laughs> like, we'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So so just, the, you know, making those small, tiny changes. And it doesn't have to be like, I'm only, I'm going to be no carb, only have water only eat ice cubes and air and i'm going to mm. walk or run 50 kilometers a day like you don't have to be so extreme it can be small things and those small things turn into big things small wins people yeah just hop back on the
3: celebrate horse. the tiny victories oh we love it uh twas a delight everybody thank you for joining us this week on another episode of conversations with coco and friends please don't forget to smash that subscribe button and rate us on Apple Music if you guys are on there. Leave us your comments. Follow us on social media at Coco and Co. That's C-O-W-E. Y'all know where to find us. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Tell your friends.
0: Tell everyone. It's fun here.
3: <laughs> and hilarious.
0: Bye. We out. Bye. Hold
2: up.